Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1851. Why exercise is the least important part of the equation by Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, welcome back to another edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook. And don't forget, we have a bunch of shows covering a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. And with that, let's keep this intro nice and short and get right to today's post and optimize your life. Why Exercise is the Least Important Part of the Equation by Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com. But Steve, I don't like to exercise. I sat down with a friend recently who had decided he wanted to lose weight but struggled with getting started. He explained why. The idea of exercise was absolutely miserable to him. He had visions of running on a treadmill for hours or going to a sweaty gym and feeling incredibly uncomfortable around people who were already in shape. I looked at him and smiled and said, okay, then don't exercise. Let's deal with that a few months from now. He looked at me strangely and asked how I could possibly not recommend he start exercising if he wanted to lose weight. My reply was simple. I'm not interested in getting you to lose the most weight as quickly as possible. I'm interested in helping you get healthier, permanently. If you're someone who has decided you want to make a change in your life and that you need to lose weight, I'm here to tell you why exercise should not be the first change you make. Least effort, most results. The 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto Principle, states that for a lot of things, just 20% of the changes are responsible for 80% of the results. Well, it turns out losing weight is a lot like the Pareto Principle. When we try to lose weight, we try to change everything at once. We buy tons of gizmos and gadgets, we start exercising seven times a week, bow to sleep more, start taking supplements, and stick to that juice-only diet we saw on TV. It's no coincidence one of the rules of the rebellion is this. You can't outrun your fork. This is why losing weight is like the Pareto Principle. If you want to lose weight, the food you eat will be responsible for 80% 
80 to 90% of your success or failure. Let that sink in for a second. Not only are you wasting time by putting your focus on all the other stuff, but no matter how much you exercise, you cannot out-train a bad diet. In fact, exercising is a tiny fraction of how our body burns calories in comparison to just existing. If you're a 35-year-old who was identified as male at birth and who weighs 250 pounds and is six feet tall, you burn roughly 2,300 calories a day simply by existing. That's right, sitting on a couch, working at your desk, eating, sleeping, and so on, will burn 2,300 calories thanks to all of the processes your body goes through on a daily basis. If you run or walk a mile, you burn approximately 100 additional calories. So run five miles a day, burn an extra 500 calories. But grab a 20-ounce Gatorade and a low-fat, healthy snack afterward, and you've just undone your work and more. What I'm saying is trying to out-train a bad diet can feel like a losing battle because it is. If you want to lose weight, consuming fewer calories is a great place to start. The best way to do that is by consuming good, healthy, whole foods. I'm talking about minimally processed, nutritionally dense foods to help you stay energized and satiated throughout the day. Exercise is an additive change. Tim Ferriss, one of my Yodas, recently made a great point on his podcast. Quote, exercise is an additive habit, whereas diet changes are substitutive, end quote. What does that mean? Well, if you want to start exercising, then you probably think you have to do the following. Spend money to sign up for a gym. Remember to pack a gym bag. Change from regular clothes to gym clothes. Get off the couch and go exercise instead of watching more Netflix. And spend time exercising instead of doing other things. All of these changes are new habits that need to be added to an already hectic life. If you have a spouse, kids, a job, friends, and so on, finding time for yet another commitment is not only daunting, but seemingly impossible. It's why everybody gives up on their New Year's resolution of exercise more after a few weeks. Because we are trying to add a new habit, we are depleting our willpower every day and trying to do way too much too soon, and thus we give up when things go wrong. Instead, adjusting a diet is a substitutive habit change. We have to eat anyways. We already do it every day. We are not adding anything particularly new to our daily routine. We're merely substituting what we're eating or how much of it we're eating. This is why it seems much easier to reduce the number of sodas from five to four a day than to start cooking home-cooked meals each night or why it might be easier to swap out french fries for a healthier side compared to convincing yourself to get out of bed at 6 a.m. to go running. So what does this mean for you? Well, we need to make a series of small substitutions to gradually return to a proper baseline for what normal is. That means properly sized portions, more vegetables, less processed foods, and minimal calories consumed from sodas, fruit juices, and so on. If we can start to slowly make changes in that direction, we can start to make progress and see small, consistent results. But I can't possibly give up. When people say they're going on a diet, they give up certain foods for a period of time until they reach a certain weight, and then they go back to eating those things and most likely put the weight back on. We are not going on a diet, ever. What we are doing is making fundamental, permanent changes to how we fuel our body. I hear you already, but Steve, I could never possibly give up, fill in the delicious but unhealthy food here. You don't have to. 
What I'm saying is that we simply need to adjust the average number of healthy decisions you make when it comes to eating food each week. My friend, Leo Notenboom, recently dropped a boatload of weight by upping his average number of healthy decisions weekly. He never eliminated anything he truly wanted to eat. He simply made sure it was balanced out by a much healthier decision before or after. So try this instead. Don't cut anything out. Either make a commitment to make a certain number of daily healthy decisions and up that number each week, or identify the crappy stuff in your diet and instead of cutting it out, just cut it down. You can still make a drastically unhealthy decision like eating an entire pizza and drinking a case of beer on a weekend watching football, but in order for your average number of healthy choices each week to be better than before, that does need to be counteracted with a week's worth of really great choices. Again, we're not chasing fast weight loss. We're chasing permanent weight loss and permanently improved health. Diet first, then exercise. If you are 10 or 100 pounds overweight, the first place you need to look is with your diet. Make small changes. Increase your average number of healthy decisions each week. Decrease the amount of you eat and start to show yourself progress. Once your changes have become the new normal, it's time to shift the milestone marker again. Consistently adjust your reach to be outside of the current comfort zone. That's where growth happens. And that's how you become a superhero without any boss fights. Slow, consistent, progress. If you are going to get started with exercise, it needs to be as small of a hurdle to get started as possible. And then you need to complete that task as consistently as possible. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Consistent persistence. If you hate exercise, but you need to lose weight, put that aside. Get started today by making one healthier decision with your nutrition choices and try to do the same thing tomorrow. After a few weeks, adjust. You just listened to the post titled Why Exercise is the Least Important Part of the Equation by Steve Cam of nerdfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. A student recently shared with me their hesitations about pursuing a career in nutrition. They felt as though they don't really eat as nutritiously as they should, 
they don't follow a lot of the dietary guidelines that we learn about. They felt that if they were to become a nutrition expert, they would basically be a hypocrite. I gently reminded the student that it would be unfair for anyone to expect that they eat perfectly every day, even if they're the nutrition expert. I constantly admit on this show that I'm human and enjoy my pizza, french fries, and donuts, just not every day. And that's what I shared with this student. So as a follow-up, the student asked me, well, what is your diet like? And I replied, just as Steve outlined in today's article, I eat healthy foods most days. So on average, I eat nutritiously. But occasionally, I enjoy the foods that aren't as nutritious, like the previously mentioned pizza, french fries, and donuts. And I said that no food is really off limits for me unless I know it doesn't make me feel my best afterwards. Now, as Steve said, I'm consistent with this rule. My student, luckily, seemed relieved after I shared this with them. And I was relieved because they decided not to change their major and actually stay in the nutrition program. All right, that'll do it for the Thursday episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll be back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A where your optimal life awaits.